You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Anderson. And today I have the honor of speaking to Maxim Budyansky, who is the co-founder and chief technology officer of Avitas Orthopedics. And without further ado, how are you today, Maxim? I'm doing fantastic, man. Great, man. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. And I, as we're kind of in the middle of this COVID pandemic, or hopefully we're on the backside of it, hope all is well with you. And again, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. It's definitely a very interesting time with everything that's going on. I think there's just, I think I'm sure all your other guests probably have communicated all the unique challenges that we now face in med device and we're definitely no stranger to them. Yeah, they have. And it's, like I've said, been an interesting time. And I think as we go through this and come out the backside, I think we're all going to be better for it with some different strategies and ways to attack it. But Again, thanks for your time for coming on. And and what I want to do is just have you, if you could talk a little bit about Avitas, how it started, and just kind of take us through the early stages and to where you are now. Yeah. Neil Shaw, who's my co-founder and CEO, we met at Johns Hopkins University while we were both in grad school at a place called the Center for Bioengineering Innovation and Design. And we became really best friends in this program. And while we were traversing all the different ranks of the hospitals and meeting surgeons and listening to potential unmet needs, that's where we came across the unmet need for minimally invasive cancellous bone and marrow harvesting. And upon graduation, we had won a small competition. We got some some small seed funding and through grants and other mechanisms and decided to pursue this journey. And that's kind of where we, you're meeting us now where we've now been on the market for the last two years with our flagship product and a lot has happened between then and now. But really, I'd say the fundamental of how Avitas came to be was really just two guys with a passion for solving unmet needs. And we decided on this one and moved forward and have done a what we call whatever it takes to get to the point we're at now. And that's where we, where we plan to continue growing. Well, that's great. Well, and, and again, I, and I had the opportunity, it was years ago, to speak with Neil just in, in, in passing after an acquaintance introduced us. And I knew then when you got, when I talked to Neil, you guys were on to something that was very important because just watching the struggle that surgeons had with they taking iliac crest bone graft and things of that nature, just the patient's issues with that and and other things that, you know, complications that are associated with that. So can you talk about your flagship product, exactly how it works and different features it has? Yeah, absolutely. And on that point, when you touched on the kind of some of the issues with traditional conventional methods of harvesting bone, you know, this was very much apparent back then where pretty much one thing that the majority and most surgeons would communicate is they loved autographed patient from the bone. It was just the mechanisms of, of acquiring it, there were just certain downsides that made it unattractive to do or either too time consuming or too painful. And then some of these 
issues came out early on. And so what we've done is we've developed the Avitas Bone Harvester. This is a suction-powered, minimally invasive, cancellous bone and marrow harvesting system. And the entire premise of, of our technology is to minimize the amount of cortical disruption necessary while maximizing the amount of cancellous and marrow harvest that they can obtain in these procedures. And so it's a pretty simple process. I'm sure you've seen some of our videos and maybe even spoken to some surgeons who currently use us, but the device just kind of easily assembles very small steps. It hooks to suction in the OR. And once they make a cortical hole with, we have a, another novel product called the Avitas Pilot Hole Creator that makes a very quick, small entry into the cortex. And then through that one hole, they can basically navigate the entire, often we do the metaphyseal space for harvests, and they're able to go in there and navigate the whole space and very rapidly harvest the amount they need, whether it's a small amount or a large amount, it's all kind of catering to the primary procedure. And while they're doing it, they're watching the volume come into the handle, and when they have what they need, they can stop, and then it's ready to be packed into wherever they need the specific type of bone graft that they're looking for. Well, that's great because I know in, in the world of autograft and, of course, allograft, you know, that obviously all these allograft products came to market just because, and as I had several conversations with surgeons, orthopedic surgeons out there, that th their number one complaint was, yeah, usually when we do the, you know, primary surgery and we use the autograft, that site is great. But the pain involved of harvesting that autograft is terrible. They, they talk about it, the, the patient talks about it all the time. And so obviously your product was, I mean, obviously addressed a need in the marketplace very much so. As far as surgeons that are currently utilizing your product, are you mostly in the foot and ankle space, trauma space, spine? Where, where have you seen most of the adoption occur? Yeah, right now we are very much commercially focused on the extremities spaces. Foot and ankle has been kind of our main focus. And now we are basically seeing a collateral growth throughout trauma, non-unions, charcos, other types of reconstructions. And it's been really amazing to see the different applications that surgeons are finding the utility of quick, minimally invasive, large volume gra autologous grafts for and that's kind of where we are right now. Well, and I can imagine, too, that as surgeons see and hear about Avitas, it's an opportunity to expand the indications for those surgeons. Where do you see, and you spoke a lot about foot and ankle, where do you see these surgeons typically harvest from? Or is it, is it by choice, obviously? But probably that's the answer to the question, but I'd love to hear where you see them typically go to get this. Yeah. The site that the surgeon chooses is often, there's an, a little bit of an algorithm based on what's the primary procedure. But where we see surgeons harvest most from is probably the proximal tibia. And then for other applications, depending where they're implanting the graft on, they're going to the calcaneus or the distal tibia or even the distal femur. And it's kind of all related to the primary procedure. So for example, if a surgeon is doing a distal femoral reconstruction where they've determined they have a graft need, they might go to the proximal tibia. It's, it's right on the same leg. It's very close by. It's pretty much chosen to be local to the primary procedure. And that way there's not a new draping needed or, you know, makes it easy. Or conversely, if they're doing like a rear foot fusion or a big medial column fusion, they have a large graft need, 
proximal tibia is right there. They could go there. If they're doing some forefoot stuff, sometimes we'll see some distal tibia or calcaneus being used for that. You know, so, and it's also based on, you know, where the surgeon wants to go and where is best for their procedure. But the nice thing is, is because we have such a kind of minimally invasive way of doing it, they can target the area that makes the most sense for them and their patient while getting the benefits of maximizing the volume from that particular area that they choose to harvest from. Well, that's great. And I, you know, it just came to mind as we were talking is, is that I, I see, and I, I've had some hospital systems in, in the Southeast, local Southeast area who have taken stem cell products out of the allografts out of their system. They don't, they refuse to pay for them anymore. And I've got to think, obviously that's an efficacy issue. They don't really have, but that could be a whole other podcast in itself. But the autograft option obviously has always been proven to be the best, I would imagine. Yeah, there's lots of moving pieces in the world of bone grafts, biologics, stem cell allografts, and there's lots of technologies out there. And that is something that we've definitely seen where there's different locations or hospitals or systems that they are looking for a way to save cost on their biologics or whatever they're using for their bone grafting needs. And we fit that initiative pretty well, where if we were looking at a case before that required, you know, 30 to 50 cc's of graft, that's a lot of dollars if you're not using autologous. And so that's been a nice way that we've been able to collaborate with our hospital partners. And that's kind of why we're seeing some of the adoption that we're seeing. And that is kind of at the basis of their initiative. You know, a lot of these systems are doing exactly what you said, just kind of decided, you know, we need to save, we need something else, you know, and a lot of these other products they use because they're trying to mimic the properties of autologous bone. And here we are getting the actual autologous scaffold from the patient. And I think autograft is really well-defined in the literature as a great biologic source of all the things that a surgeon's looking for when calling upon the properties of a bone graft that can provide them the regenerative purpose, which autologous checks kind of all the boxes on that. Oh, it sure does. And, and when we have obviously several subscribers and listeners that are surgeons here listening to this podcast. And, you know, when I have the biologics talks with surgeons, you know, they kind of all say, you know, they're in different categories. They, some are very into the science and want to understand, you know, a synthetic versus an allograft and why and the cell properties. And again, that could be a whole other podcast about osteo inductive and conductive and everything of that nature. But Every single one of them says, you know, if, if you ask the question, hey, well, what about autograph? Well, yeah, I'd love to do that. But, you know, it's just different scenarios that don't allow me to do that. For Avitas, obviously, your your market adoption is going very well. What do you see for the future for Avitas? That is a really, if you can answer. <laughs> yeah, that is a really exciting question. And that is what makes us like work really hard and really excited because we we have a super bright future ahead of us. And so we are going to be launching a new product in a few months. It is in the bone and marrow harvesting space. And that's going to be our next project that we're really excited. We've already kind of soft marketed it a little bit. 
I guess, pre-COVID when we had some conferences. But we're really looking forward to that. I think that that's been something that is a very exciting new addition to our to our product family that's going to really kind of close the gap for any surgeon who's probably not maybe considering autograph now. I think this will definitely bridge the gap and be a great complement to our existing portfolio. And then beyond that, we're super passionate about solving unmet needs. Our goal is to solve problems and not to, you know, that's the fundamental basis of what we were, how we were born, if you will, is looking and listening and solving unmet needs. So we have several of those in front of us. There are several paths of research that is currently ongoing that will tell us and inform us on how we can do certain things in the future. So I guess the immediate future is, one, we just brought on Steve Lotz, who's a rock star, uh, VP of sales. So the immediate future is growing our current business to, to support that growth and future R&D and future growth of, of our business while accomplishing a lot of our short-term and long-term research goals for Vetus. Well, that's really exciting. And that leads me to my next question. If there's a surgeon listening now and they want to use a Vetus in one of their upcoming surgeries, how would they go about contacting you? Do you have a distributor network? And I know you mentioned Steve Lotz. How does that work? Yeah, we have an independent distribution network. It's growing every day. And so we are actively interviewing and working and growing into regions where we may not have representation currently. We invite anyone who's interested in this product in their bag to contact us, sales at avitasortho.com. That's the best way to get in touch with us, whether you're looking to be distribute or if you're a surgeon and you're interested in learning more or setting up a webinar with us, that's also a great way to get in touch with us. And if you have a case coming up, if you're a surgeon, you have a case coming up and you have a bone graft need and you would like to try it out, there's a good chance we might already be approved at your facility. But if we're not, you know, there's process that we would follow to get it into the hospital, reach out to us. And if we don't already have a rep in your area, we'll have it really quick. Well, thanks. And, and yes, as I have in my travels throughout the country before COVID, I, you know, obviously there was quite a few, there was quite a buzz about Avitus and several surgeons using it and several distributor partners that I know that have are distributing for you. So, and they're really excited about the product. So if you're an interested surgeon or distributor, please, you know, obviously go to sales at avitasorthop.com or you can go obviously to www.avitasorthop.com. Just to add to that, you know, I think there's a lot of value for distributors. You know, that's something when you ask about what's in our future and what do we look to do, we love kind of helping everyone, every all the stakeholders and distributors are part of that. So are surgeons, patients, and hospitals. We view everyone in the ecosystem as someone that we can deliver value for. And when we touch on the distributor, I think that we have a very novel, innovative technology that is unique to whatever else is in their portfolio or whatever else is in their bag. And it gives them a very unique way to provide value to their surgeons and also provide some visibility to some of their other products is kind of what we're seeing because there's a lot of I'd say pull through value with our technology. I totally agree with that, Maxim. And, and that's what, when I talk to other distributors and, and other sales partners that we work with, it's all about being a solution for the surgeon, total solution. And, and your product fits very well into, into that strategy. So thanks. Thank you for that. 
And then, of course, I always ask everybody who comes on the Ortho Idea podcast without any prompting, if you are not the chief technology officer of Avidis, what would you like to do when you grow up? <laughs> you know, Eric, I'd be right where, where I am, man. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good question, but I, I have lots of passion in, in the world. And I practice all my passions, but my, my number one passion is Avidis right now. And I don't really see another permutation of not going down the path and the journey that we've gone on so far to get to where we are. You don't have a lot of time in, in the business to reflect on the last, you know, nine, ten years. But when you do, you you're unbelievably grateful for the, I guess, the education and the self growth and the various experiences that we've been able to have, all because we have chosen to dedicate ourselves to this purpose. And I'd be right here talking to you, man. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I, I appreciate that, and. I somehow thought you would answer that question that way. So it's always, <laughs> always when I talk to founders of companies and new technology, they are extremely passionate just like you. So thank you very much. And again, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the Ortho Idea podcast. And again, uh, hope to see you in person very soon. Absolutely, man. We're, we're looking forward to it. And whenever conferences come back, I mean, I know they're doing virtual meetings now and those have been interesting. We've definitely had a heightened frequency of webinars. So it, it's been interesting connecting with everyone digitally, but I look forward to an eventual handshake for sure. I do as well. And again, thanks, Maxim. You take care and we'll talk to you really soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.